Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Uh, Ephesians chapter number two is there. We begin, uh, that's where we began to deal with it yesterday. And I hope we'll be able to uh, break down a few things tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you thanks and praise tonight. And we thank you because you're in the heavens to dawn upon us with your might, with your dominion, with your sovereign ability. I speak a free flow of your word tonight that the hardness of heart will be broken, that the dryness of spirit will be expelled, that excellency will be displayed to the glory of your mighty name. Somebody say amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 2. Uh, we began to pick a download from that scripture yesterday, and uh, we, said, we began to see in many versions, we kind of rolled it uh, in the understanding that uh, the scripture declares that uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus uh, unto good works which he before ordained uh, that we should walk in them. Amen. And so yesterday we began to uh, rake on that and to uh, have understanding uh, that we are indeed the workmanship of Almighty God. Uh, trying to fix that in the understanding or display of systems, uh, divine systems unto glory, I began to articulate yesterday that uh, the glory, the manifestation of glory, or the revelation of glory, does not just happen by coincidence, does not happen by chance, does not happen uh, because nobody gives, gives a damn or nobody takes attention to care, uh, but there are certain things that happen in uh, togetherness and in unison, in correspondence, so that ultimately we may have results in which understanding I declare that result to be uh, glorious, all the glory of God. Amen. Uh, we saw that gl- that system is the word in the uh, Latin or in the Greek, the word systema, uh, which is a combination or uh, an, uh, a, a, an array or alignment of different parts uh, uh, joined together uh, into uh, a semblance or into an, uh, a combination, uh, a combination of different parts into a whole unit. All right or into a one wall. Amen? And so yesterday we began to see a part of that system uh, which I began to call uh, the product or the word out of that scripture. For uh, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And so download number one was for us to understand that we are not here by chance. We are not here uh, because a certain man joined with a certain woman and you became the product. That is a system right there. We see a system right there. A combination of one and two uh, and producing uh, someone uh, in a reflection of you. Amen? And so we began to see uh, that the first thing we see out of the text is uh, the revelation of the product. And the product is you because we are his workmanship. Amen. We saw that that word workmanship is the word in the Hebrew po- poema, uh, which is the word we use in the English as poem, which is a reflection of artistic expression or a dimension of, uh, uh, of uh, display or expression referring to uh, a masterpiece, referring to uh, an uh, excellent absolute manufacturing of something. And ladies and gentlemen, it takes an anointing to do uh, some things like that. Alright? And so uh, 
looking in the understanding and in the reflection of that, we know that we are his workmanship. In other words, our life is not empty and our life is not denied because we are a representation of what God has done. Amen? We are a representation not of what God can do, but of what God has already done. Amen? You are in the plan of God. You are in the purpose of God. You are the product that God has designed for an hour as this. When Esther stood uh, before the king Ahasuerus in that day, uh, when she cried to her people and to her uncle and to the children of Israel, she says, who knows if God may have put me uh, in this place for a time such as this. Talking about a product in the place where it is supposed to be so that it may be able to do what it's supposed to do, ultimately to accomplish the ultimate purpose of God for their generation and their hour. Uh, time would fail me to go through scriptures giving you uh, examples of how God chose men and rose them into places of preeminence and power for the display of his glory as products in their generation upon whom God would ride to show his glory in their generation. Uh, he causes them to become wings and then he becomes the wind beneath their wings so that everybody may see what God is able to do through and in the life of a man. Am I talking? The book of Acts talks about David and he says, after David has served the purposes of God in his generation, then he was laid to rest with his fathers. After when? Come on somebody. After when? The purposes of God in his generation. So that means that David is a kind of product. If you want to uh, make it as basic as it is, if God has made a microphone so that the speaker will take a microphone and use it to speak, uh, so then David becomes a product who has a purpose in their generation. And after he has effectively and purposefully served the purpose of God in his generation, now he can rest with his fathers. Did you know that if we emphasize on that alone, I don't have to be a prophet to declare to you that you will live and not die. Ah, because all factors being constant, as long as God is God and you are in the alignment of God's purpose on your life, you are not permitted to die until you've exhausted the purpose of God for, for why you are here. How many of you go and buy a bulb and before you put it up in your house to light the house, you throw it in the dustbin? I think you put it in the lamp holder, switch on the light and use it for many months, many years until when it has ultimately served the purpose of its being, that's when you take it to the dustbin. Look at your neighbor and say, thou shall not die. I know you've been worried, you've been anxious, you've been confused, you've been tormented by the chaos of this world, by the pressures of this world, by the passion of this world. But I came to tell you that if you will lick your eyes off of the things that surround you and off of the things of this world and off of the things that go right around you and north, south, east and west and begin to look up where David said, I look to the hills and from whence cometh my help. And he says, my help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. When I look up, ladies and gentlemen, the community communication of my life is vertical and when the communication of my life is vertical then I began to have horizontal influence many of us are looking for horizontal influence and as long as we keep searching horizontally we will never be able to have a vertical connection and that places you in a place where you will live on shoe leather and forever live where people's expectations are and the result of that is for you to live and die like a mere man somebody say I refuse so we rolled it yesterday, and I remember uh, uh, putting the brakes at the scripture that says that the Lord will perfect all that concerneth me, and thy mercy, O Lord, endure forever. Why? Because I am the work of thine hands. Hallelujah. 
I am the work of thine hands. That's why God will not give upon me. That's why God will perfect whatsoever concerneth me. If there is anything in my life that is not yet done, no man is going to do it for me. No wonderful sister is going to do it for me. Some people think when I get married, ah, all shall be well. They say, I still have a problem here and a problem there. So I need a man in my life and that will be sorted. So I need a woman in my life and that will be sorted. But I'm going to tell you, I've been married probably seven or going eight years now. And I will tell you there are things in my life that even my wife cannot deal with. Because there comes a place in the life of a man, and for that matter, the life of a woman, where your life must come face to face with a power that cannot be of a son of man, but only God that cometh from heaven above. I feel like there's a summer anointing in this house tonight. Hallelujah. So the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Why? Because I am the work of his hands. What does it mean that the Lord will perfect? Of course, that word perfect from the original tongues also means to mature. When we see that the Lord says, walk before me and be perfect, that does not mean that walk before me and have nothing wrong, but that means that walk before me until you are matured. Like the book of Hebrews declares, that strong meat belongs to the mature or the perfected ones who through reason of use are able to discern between that which is good and that which is evil. God is working in your life and paying attention to your life because you are his product until you are fully matured, until you are fully grown, that everybody looks at you and they are able to tell that only God can do what he has done in your life. Ah, there are some things you can do for yourself. There are some things you can organize for yourself. There are some kind of branch you can work here, work there, and order there, and order there, and things happen. In Kampala, we call them, there are some people, we call them Kayungirizi. They gather here, and they gather that one, and they connect it, and it becomes like a chain. Before you know it, you're over there. You understand what I'm talking about? You can do that for yourself, but there are some things you will never be able to join for yourself until there be a God from heaven that has something supernatural to work in your life. Hallelujah. If you have a job and you went to school and you got a degree, I expect that you have a job. And so you have a job, I expect that you can pay your house rent. And you think you're beautiful and your mother told you you're beautiful. And your auntie said you're beautiful. And the boys in the group said you're beautiful. So now you're going to get married. Of course we expect that you're going to get married because now you're at 20-something and you're counted beautiful. But you know what? There are some things that beauty will not do. There are some things that school will not do. There are some things that credentials will never do. And that does not mean that you don't go to school. I submit to you with all humility that I've gone to school as far as school can be. And I can still tell you that there are some things that school will not do. Huh? Am I talking? Somebody say preach the gospel. Ah. So when he says he will perfect, he's he's trying to say that whatsoever is further necessary to be done. In your life, God will do it. I don't think you heard me. You guys are professionals in missing the right place to say amen. You are absolute graduates in missing the right place to say amen. Right there, you just leave it for the preacher to handle. You know what? Whatsoever is necessary right now for God to get you where you need to go, God will do it. He will perfect whatsoever concerneth you. That considers your present, your past, even your future. Ah, do you know that if you catch that revelation, you'll have a you will sleep like a baby and live like a king. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't even.
even have to have a kingdom. I don't even have to have some servants running around and saying, bow the knee, bow the knee. You are the man, you are the man. No, no. I don't need to have anybody carry my briefcase and say, the man of God, the man of God, the man of God. I'm a man of God without nobody saying I'm a man of God. Because I know that my connection is not a natural word. I'm only natural on my own. But anytime I lock my hands with heaven above, I instantly become supernatural. And the super is what makes the difference. They call it the X factor. Because on my own, all factors will stay constant. But when the Lord rearranges himself in my life, there comes an X over there that makes the difference everywhere, everywhere, every day. In the office, it will make a difference. In the city, it will make a difference. In the village, it will make a difference. He said you will be blessed as you go in and as you go out. Ladies and gentlemen, you can come in and go out and be a mere man every day of your life. And yet there be another man that will step out and he shall be called blessed. And he will step in and he shall be called blessed. He will make a mistake and the Lord will cover it. I used to think, I used to think, I used to think that I have to be so perfect before God can use me and before God can do things in my life. I have to be absolutely whole and considered like an angel. Then I realized that if that was true, then God would never have called me. He would have called Angel Michael, an angel, Mikael, an angel, Abdallah, an angel, Muhammad, and all the angels that we do not know. But because he chose me, that means that he has the capacity to handle my weaknesses. That's why the Bible declares that when I am weak, ah, ah, Uh-huh. Whatsoever is further necessary for the fulfillment of purpose in your life, God will do it. Hallelujah. Let me give you some 57 and I hope I'll be able to lift it to the next level. He says in 57 and verse number 2, he says, I will cry unto God most high, unto the God that performeth all things for me. I don't know who does the things in your life. Huh? You know those, they are those with some serious connections. And, uh, and uh, it doesn't matter what they know and what their achievements are, are as long as they know someone. As long as they know a certain who, who connects them to another who, and then they know and they know. And so it is a no who, no longer a no how. And then it is a who, 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 and then a who. Somebody will get it there. And then life happens because there's a, a big uncle somewhere and a fat auntie somewhere and another connection in the other ministry and another connection in the other country. And then life happens. But do you know what? I want to call you with me to a higher place. Where what makes a difference in our lives is not a natural connection anymore. Uh-huh. But a God in heaven that says, David says, when I cry to him that is most high, something is going to happen. He says, he will perform all things for me. Listen to Isaiah 26 and 12. He says, Lord, thou will ordain peace for us. Somebody say, peace for me. For thou hast also wrought our works in us. Now, that flabbergasts me right there. I want to rock quickly into what I want to say tonight. I've not yet gotten there, but if I may not miss out on where we ended yesterday. Can you imagine, he says that the Lord will ordain peace for us. And then he says, for thou hast also wrote. Now, wrote is the, the, the past for doing. That is the King James understanding. In King James, we don't say did. We say wrote. 
King James. Do I have some King James in here? Hallelujah. I know most of you read inferior versions. Okay. There is something called the King James Version. The 1611 edition. And if you own one, you'll see under there, it is written, appointed to be read in churches. Okay. Yours, you can read them at home. But in the church, we read this one. Hallelujah. He says, thou hast also ordained peace for us. It does not end there. And then he says, and you have wrote our works in us. I used to think I've done my works. I thought they are my works. I thought they are my doing. I thought it's my ability. I thought it is my capacity. I thought it's my energy. But he says, whatsoever I do, he says, the Lord has wrote. What has he wrote? Our works. Not his works. Hallelujah. Not the things you acknowledge that God has done, but even the things you think you've done for yourself. God has done that one too. Hallelujah. He has wrought our works in us. Somebody say, I'm a product. A divine product. I'm a part of a divine system. Let me tell you something. In the understanding of that, you are literally indomitable. You are not permitted to fail. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You are not permitted to be otherwise. I've had somebody say that some people are wise and others are otherwise. Hallelujah. You are not permitted to be otherwise. You are not permitted not to see the future. Nothing unfortunate is permitted to happen to you. And I'm not just declaring like a Nigerian prophet to kind of charge you and get you to a place of faith so you can believe. I'm telling you the truth as it is. You cannot have the seed of God on the inside of you. That God, that seed that the Bible calls the seed of Abraham. That, that, you know, I used to think that when God said I will give you a son to Abraham, that he was talking about Isaac. And wonderful theology. We thank God for that. That Isaac was not the bone child, but Ishmael was the bone child, and Isaac was the child of promise. But now I understand that the promise is much bigger than Abraham, because the New Testament declares that we have a better covenant, greater than the covenant of Moses, greater than the covenant of Abraham, and it says it is best upon better promises. Now a better promise cannot be Isaac, but in basic understanding, through the working of the corridors of the New Testament, I understand that the new promise, that the greater promise cannot be anything else but Jesus Christ. That's why on the day, talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, boldly, with all the courage he would muster, he told them, I tell you, before Abraham, I am, because I am the very seed. So then, it was the seed of Abraham for the comprehension of the children of men. But in actuality, it was never the seed of Abraham. It was the seed of God. And it became the seed of Abraham because God has ordained peace for us. And he has also wrought our works within us. Am I successful in confusing you? Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Ah. He's wrought our works in us. If you're writing notes, write this down. He will complete what he has begun. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? The scripture says after he had endured, uh, he obtained the promise. After he had done what? Now, the problem with the greater church folk in our generation is that we become master, uh, masters of abortional spacism. If there is anything like that. What do we call it? We have become specimens of giving up before it's time. We have, life has become a laboratory for us. Huh? 
Life is like scientists in the laboratory because everything is a guinea pig and everything is a trial and everything is an error. And you want to try here and try X there and try X there. That's why the girlfriends you've had are now reaching about 17 and a half. And when we begin to talk about them, you lost count and you just surrender to Jesus. Hallelujah. But for some reason, you expect that someday you're going to have a wife. And then you expect that the two shall become one only to uh, uh, be able. We need to download, download that uh, the equation of your exploits because the scripture says that men works go before them. That the day you stand at this altar as the dear apostle Fred said, do you take this woman to become your wife? It will not just be a woman because there is 17 and a half behind her and there is a 13 and 14.3 the other side and it becomes a connect. That's why marriages are becoming so hard to work. Oh, I know very few could be married in this house but you may just need it. You that's not married. You understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Because you see you are with Jack right now. But your experience with Jack is a total reflection or a weighing in a balance concerning Jill and James and, uh, and uh, Jackie Chan and, and you understand and everything. Including the ones in the movies, the ones in the Mexican soap opera. And you are wondering why he's supposed to be your boyfriend but he's not behaving like Lorenzo de Ramacho. But you see you are Lorenzo de Ramacho and yet you are dealing with uh, a basic African man raised in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. Even his English accent is still a problem, but you want him to behave like the de, de Lorenzo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. He will complete whatever he has begun in your life. He will not begin and then interpose on my behalf and then abandon and then abandon me. God is not going to begin in work in your life and then abandon it. God is not going to begin in your strength and the, in his strength and then let you finish it in your strength. Am I talking? He will not promise to save me and then fail to fulfill his promise. You understand the intensity of that? He's not a son of man that he should lie. He's not flesh and blood that he should change his mind. He will not encourage me and then discourage me. So every time you've had discouragement after encouragement, I can tell you for sure that was not God. Hallelujah. If it is a sister, you can as well say, get thou behind me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He will not encourage me. He will not call me and then cast me off. He will, he will complete what he has begun. He will not convert a soul and then leave it to perish. Listen to this. Grace will complete what grace has begun. Now, if what's happening in your life is because of your ability, go ahead. Let the struggle continue. Kanyaga, Penya, Pasua, Koroga, Jika Kamue, do whatever you want to do by your energy. But I got a new recipe, ladies and gentlemen. I don't preach anymore that the struggle continues because I have made up my mind to live a struggle-free life. When I stand up to pray, I declare, even concerning money, I refuse struggle to be my middle name because I call it and it hears me. Did you know that it has ears? Do you know that the Bible declares that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know that the Lord may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in, uh, in, your, in your understanding. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. If my understanding has eyes, everything that responds to me must have ears to see and to hear. 
here that when the man of God declares, there must be a performance. Did you know that the Bible declares in the book of Isaiah that the Lord will work hard to perform the counsel of his servant? If there's going to be any work hard, any hard work or work hard, depending on where you went to school, in my life, may that be the Lord. Am I talking? I heard the Bible say that who art thou mountain to stand before Zerubbabel, the servant of God. It must be Zechariah 4 and verse number 6. He concludes part B and he said, for you shall move not by power and then not by might, but by my spirit saith the Lord. That's where I have the conclusion of the matter in the book of Ephesians chapter number 6 when it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Must be First Corinthians right, I think 10 and verse number 3. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down of every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I cannot be under. I'm not permitted to be under. It doesn't matter what I have and what I don't have. I am who I am by the grace of God. And that grace lifts me up when I cannot do it by myself. His hand is in my hand and it becomes the wind beneath my wing. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Ah, uh, ah, uh, come on, give me a real amen. Let me have an amen like thunder. Pastor Fred, you need to tell these guys to connect with me. Let them flow, all right? I'm not going to take an offering. Don't be intimidated. Maybe on Sunday, not tonight. So let's catch it. Hallelujah. After you have caught what I have to say yesterday, today, and tomorrow, on Sunday, you can bring the offering. <laughs> Uh, hallelujah grace will complete what grace began uh, let me give you two more and I'll be uh, probably out of this Isaiah 43 21 write it down it says for the people I have formed for myself they will show forth my praise you've read that before I'm sure okay who has formed the people God has formed the people, all right? What is the reason for his formation of the people? Somebody help me. To show forth his praise. Does that look like glory? Does that look like manifestation of glory? Somebody. Forgive me tonight if I don't prophesy and tell you the glory, the glory. It is behind there. It is behind. No, let me tell you something. By the way, let me, let me, let me just correct some things here. You see, when the grace of God is, when you are in the place of your alignment, there are some things you'll not need to announce. Huh? How many times do you go around the street saying, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man? Of course, we can see that you're not a woman. As a matter of fact, it is like the, 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 the husbands and wives, and the, the brother, he's always declaring in the house, I'm the head. I'm the head, I'm the head. I'm, now, if you start complaining and declaring that you're the head, you're most likely no longer the head. If it's a position you're fighting for, most likely, am I talking? So if you're trying to say, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, most likely, a lot of things are already in order and display that people are doubting your womanhood. Am I talking? The same concerning the anointing of God on your life. 
The same concerning the glory of God on my life. The same concerning the glory of God on your life. Arise and shine, saith the Lord. For the Spirit of God has come upon you. And the glory of God has risen upon you. He says, arise and do what? And shine. Why do you shine? Because the glory is already on you. The shining is not to stand to declare, I'm glorious. I'm the glory. See the glory. No. When you arise like a star, you will shine. And when you shine, every open eye will see the glory. I say every open eye will see the glory. There are some things you don't have to say about you anymore. Because that's what you are. And because that's you what you are, that's what you promise. That's what you release. That's what you, you, you connect with people. And the energy that flows from up of you touches them before you engage with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? Well, the scripture says that he frustrates the talking of liars. And he confounds the wicked. He makes them mad. It's in the book of Isaiah. Go, go read your Bible. He confounds them. And the token of liars, he frustrates them. In the same way, he works hard to perform the counsel of his messenger. Now, draw the line in the sun and choose where you want to be. Because if you choose to be his messenger by understanding that you are a product of God. And so God works on your behalf because you are an expression of who he is. When we declare a man an ambassador, when that man shows up, never mind his suit and what can he write. And the pigment of his skin and what, is, and what come before his name. Because he is the ambassador, he's a representation of that country. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've come to a place when I'm tired of trying to prove that I'm a Christian. I am tired of trying to prove that I'm a righteous man. I am tired of trying to say, of, 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 of always working and working to prove to the world that I'm also could be, I'm also could be. And you know, I've come to the place, which is not a place of a path of least resistance, but it becomes the, the highway of holiness that he has called all of us upon which to walk. It is the place of obedience. It is the place of sacrifice. It is a place of ultimate surrender. Closing my eyes to the persons of my life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and saying if there be a God in heaven, come take charge of my life, and whatsoever he saith, I will do. Hallelujah. So then the power of my life the propulsion of my life becomes a grace and an energy not my own, but that that proceeded from the very hand of God. He says he has formed the people to show forth his glory. Isaiah 62 and 21. The people also shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. He says it again in Isaiah 61. For the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me. To preach good tidings to the mind. Make bind up the broken hearted. Proclaim liberty to the captives. The opening of prison doors to them that are bound. To declare the acceptable year of the Lord. To give unto them beautiful ashes. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And to, to, to do many things like he says. To declare the day of vengeance of the Lord our God. And around verse number 6 he says. That they may be called. The trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that I may be glorified. In other words, God has done whatever he's done in your life. Not to celebrate the praise. Not to celebrate uh, the new anointing. Not to celebrate the opening of blind eyes. Not to celebrate the, the, the dancing of the lame. But that ultimately God might be glorified. 
So if you're going to see any glory, ladies and gentlemen, it has very little to do with what we do, all to do with what God has to do, and all the demand upon us is to be in the line where the glory is flowing. Am I talking? I said, am I talking? Somebody help me, am I talking? When I said to be in the line where the glory is flowing, all I'm trying to say is plug in. All the preachers saying tonight is plug in. Put the socket, put the plug in the socket. Is it something like that? Something like that. Just put those, the, the power, the moment you put it in there, the microphone is going to work. As long as it stays disconnected, the microphone will be here. It will have the power to work, but it will never work. Until when? Until that cable is put in the amplifier, taken through the mixer, thrown into wherever, and then plugged into the power. When the switch comes on, we are going to see results. Now, many of us have microphones that have been put on the shelf. We are not held by any man because we are absolutely useless. Because we are outside of the flow of that grace. Outside of the flow of that glory. And let me tell you something. Outside of who he is, you are absolutely important. I don't think you understand the strength of that word. But in basic understanding, English 101, if a man is important, we can't have children. It doesn't matter how fertile the sister is. If you're in that place, you need the Abraham kind of miracle. Because you see, Abraham, Abraham, well, maybe not important, but the Bible declares he was advanced in age. Now, apart from his advancement in age, he has a wife that the Bible declares could not bear a child, but she was also as well advanced in age. I used to think it's a double tragedy. I think it is a triple quagmire. That is a bruhaha right there. The man is old. The woman is old. The woman cannot give birth. The man maybe could have given birth because he gave birth to, 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 to Ishmael. But now he's also pretty advanced in age. So the combination of the whole system is taking us into negatives. And God has become a specialist in working in such experiences, in such atmospheres. If they told you it is impossible, that's a lie from hell. I said that's a lie from hell. I said that's a lie from hell. Not caring who you are and what your age is and where you came from. If God spoke it on your life, wait for it because it shall come to pass. Ah. Uh-huh. Alright, write John 3 and 5 down. I will not give that to you. Write 1 Corinthians 3, 9. Alright, he says you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Philippians 1 and 6, he said, Be confident of this very thing, that he which has begun this good work in you will also bring it to perfection until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 24, Faithful is he that calleth you, who will also do it. All right, I have just finished yesterday. Let's come into today and it will be out of your way. We, yesterday we talked about the product, and that is the what. Because it says, for we are his workmanship. Somebody say workmanship. That's what we've been looking at right there. And then it says, created in Christ Jesus. Now, in Christ Jesus is something that I want to call the place. I want to call that the environment. I want to call that the atmosphere of operations. I want to call that because God gives the product, but that product can only, it does not work in a vacuum. 
Can I bring down and down to give you something? Are you following with me? There is the product, but the product must operate in a certain place. He says, for we are his workmanship. Now, because he is, we are his workmanship, he has created us to be able to produce results at a certain level. That's why the cake is baked in an oven. You don't put it on a jiko. What do you call it in Swahili? Jiko, jiko, ni jiko. Uh-huh. Now, if the cake, the cake, well, I don't know. That's why babies are conceived in the womb. You don't conceive the baby in the brain. You don't conceive the baby in the mouth. I don't care how you handle what you do yourself and excuse my language. The baby will not be conceived in the mouth. Even the ones that are conceived in tubes, they are put under certain atmospheres and temperatures that has a semblance of what a womb is. So that the atmosphere, the fetus is deceived that it is in a womb. That's how we can have it to be brought forth. Am I talking to somebody here? So God made you a product and created for you a place of operation. He arranged an environment where you can produce results. He says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, in Christ Jesus. That means that we are created in the Messiah. That means that our environment of divine operation is the Messiah. That means that the modus operandi or the mode of operation for those of you that don't catch Latin or the procedures of effective Christian life can only happen in Christ Jesus. Ah. Am I talking? Am I talking? Pastor Fred, these people look like they're used to the preachers who tell them hallelujah, hallelujah, kumbele, katikati, hallelujah, wanawake, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you are loaded, you don't even have the time to say hallelujah. Am I talking? God has made you a product and then created an environment for that product to be able to produce results. Do you look at this speaker here? Now, this is not the speaker. This is the speaker. As a matter of fact, what you see here is not even the speaker. What you see here is a corn, but the speaker is in the corn. Are you listening to me, those of you that understand this thing? Do you know that that thing could talk without all this? But it would completely give a different sound. Not what the manufacturer made it to produce. But when it's put in the environment of its operation, give it a corn and give it in a box, you'll be amazed the result you will see. Am I talking? In the same way, you are a product and God has an environment of operation for you. That environment, for lack of better words, is called... Christ Jesus. For purposes of tonight, I want you to stop looking at Christ Jesus as a person. I want you to stop looking at Christ Jesus as the one wearing, uh, they, they are called Tangirenyana, where I come from. Those slippers that are made out of tires, eh, of cut tires, walking the shores of Galilee, calling fishermen to himself. I don't want you to see that Jesus tonight. I want you to look at the Jesus that creates a place, an environment for you to be able to begin an operation in your life. Bible declares at 17 and 28 that for in him we live and in him we move and in him we have our being. He says that certain also as your own prophets, prophets have said. He said for we are his offspring. I'm not the offspring of a son of man. I'm not the offspring of flesh and blood. 
For flesh begets flesh. Spirit begets spirit. The day I got born again. My body did not get born again. And that's the paradox that the brother and Nathaniel had that day. Because he was asking Jesus. I'm a whole grown man. How am I going to go back into my mother's womb? He had a confusion of alignment. Thinking that the operation or the place of his operation is in his mother's womb. But God has created that your mother's womb. You are only there for nine months. But at the place of receiving Christ Jesus. You come into another place. Where your operation will become eternal. At that place your physical man is not born again but your inner man is renewed in Christ Jesus. Am I talking? He says we are his offspring and it is in him that we live and move and have our being. In other words outside of Christ you have no life. Eh eh? Can I say that stronger? I I wish I could Speak it until you feel it. Outside of Christ, you have no life. Outside of Christ, you have no being. Outside of Christ, you have no operation. That's why outside of Christ, you could have all the money you need in this world. And it will all equal a big fat zero. Because the major has not been taken care of. So if you got some money, and you want to enjoy some money that you got, in Christ Jesus, you will see the value for that money. And yet in Christ Jesus, even if the money is not as much as you think you need it to be, you will still be able to have value to your life. Because it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Outside of him, you will answer to everything else. Inside of him, everything else will answer to you. <laughs> Outside of him, you will bow before men. Inside of him, men will bow before you because you bow before God. That word Christ Jesus, let's say Christ, he says in Christ, for we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus. If you've done a little study in your scriptures, you understand that Christ is not Jesus' second name. If you want to know about names he was called, the scripture says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's Matthew. But Isaiah said, you shall call his name Emmanuel to be interpreted our God with us. Am I right? So then Christ is not his second name whatsoever. But Christ is his title. Christ is his work. Christ is his obligation. Christ is his operation. Christ is his, his, his purpose. And that word simply means the anointed one and his anointing. From the original tongue, it is the word Christos. So we are his workmanship in Christos, Jesus. In the Messiah, Jesus. We are in a place, ladies and gentlemen, in the place where it is the place of his anointing, where it is the place of the anointed one. Huh? Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach you out of here. I'll be out of here in a little while. If you came in like a Baptist, you'll enter, you'll leave a Bapticostal in Jesus' name. We are talking about his anointing. We are talking about the Messiah. We are talking about his ability. We are talking about the second person of a trinity becoming an environment of our operation. Have you ever understood why you pray in the name of Jesus? Huh? Is it because it is a sweet, wonderful name? Oh, the wonderful name of Jesus. Do you know why he said, Ah, ah, in my name. You will cast out devils, and in my name, whatsoever you ask, and when two, three or, or, two or three of you gather, in my name, I will be in their midst. Why does he always emphasize his name? Because it's the environment of our operation. 
Because outside of him you can pray, you can give, you can entice, you can prophesy, you can prophesy, you can flubber girls, you can do whatever there is to do. If you're outside of his name, it all equals nothing. Hallelujah. I had Paul say that even if you speak in the tongues of men and the tongues of angels and you're outside of love, you are only as a tinkling symbol. You touch it and it goes tingling, tingling, tingling. That is how wonderful you are outside of Christ Jesus. Even if I get my body to be given as a martyr to die outside of love, which is a representation of Christ Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, I'm only a big fat zero. When I was in little school trying to understand basic arithmetic they told us that zero is a space occupier because when you put it before one it doesn't matter how many zeros you put there it will always be the figure you see at the end so you put zero 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 one it will still be a one that's what it means to be in christ jesus outside of christ jesus your work is a zero your giving is a zero your prayer is a zero because the prayer of the week is an abomination in the ear of God because the works of the wicked are an abomination in the eyes of God. So whatever you do before you touch number one, which is Christ Jesus, only equals a big fat zero. But in Christ Jesus, you cross the line to the other side. And from that moment on, every zero that you put does not put the value of the next number, but it multiplies it into the tens, into the hundreds, into the thousands, into the millions, because Christ makes the difference. Somebody give God a hand of praise. I believe in him. Because when I believe in him, then I am in him, that is the be, so that I can live in him, and that is the live. So we have a belief. Uh, you'll catch that in June next year. Hallelujah. Because he's the place of operation, that's why we use the name of Jesus. That's why the name of Jesus is so powerful. Because his powerful name makes our insignificance significant. Because his powerful name makes our irrelevant relevant. You guys are not feeling me. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, all things are possible. He says, for whatsoever is impossible with man is possible with God. And then you go down in Luke and he tells you, and nothing shall be impossible to him that believes. Who believes in who? Not in Buddha or Muhammad that believes in Christ Jesus. The two places of impossibilities. I came to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the place of our operation, which is Christ Jesus, is the place where sin is important. It is the place where impossibilities die. It is the place where the sky is no longer the limit. Because in Christ Jesus, you can see the invisible. You can touch the intangible. You can go to a place of impossibility. You will walk through tight places when you are between the rock and the hell place and another place. You will laugh in your heart and give God the praise. Because you are in Christ Jesus. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. If what you'll need is to walk on water, for you to go through what you're going through right now, he will make it happen. 
Peter will tell you that I never believed that man can disobey gravity. But when the master called, I was joking in my heart when I said it must be a ghost. But if it be you, Lord, bid me come. But when the master said come, and I believed, can you believe that I stepped? And everywhere I stepped, it became real. And everywhere I step, it became real. Do you know that you're going to go places you never imagined you could ever be? Do you know that you're going to go places where your mother, uncle, reverend, and dear priest has never reached? You know you're going to go places that even the prophet never prophesied. I know most of you are waiting for me to prophesy. I'm going to prophesy tomorrow night. I'm going to lay hands on you with a supernatural impartation. And some of you, if you don't carry those chairs, you're going to be sleeping under them. Because the action is going to cover this house like the waters cover the sea. However, even if I don't prophesy to you, God will do in your life even the things that the prophet never gets to prophesy. I know most of us are living spooky Christians' life because all you live with is what the prophet said. And it is powerful. Thank God for prophets. I believe in the prophetic ministry. I possibly could be prophesying more than most of you in here. However, the life I lead is in Christ Jesus. Give me a prophecy this side. Give me a prophecy this way. Don't give me a prophecy today. Lie to me tomorrow. Disturb me yesterday. I will forever be the same man. Because I'm in Christ Jesus. Because they who trust is in the Lord. They are like mountain Zion. They will never be moved. They will not be tormented. Nothing is permitted to enter my way. If it is an expression of danger. For a thousand shall fall on my right. Ten thousand on my left. And yet no evil shall come in my neighbor. David said, hey, Psalm 91. He said, uh, blessed is the man. What does he say? He said, he said, he who dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High. He shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. I will say of the Lord, you are my rock. You are my shield. You are my defense. You are my buckler. Ladies and gentlemen, come hell or high water. Come devils or angels. High to death. The high to the future. I fear not devil, I fear not deacon, I fear not tomorrow because I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Huh? Somebody say priest. And then say conclude in a little while. Sin is important in Christ Jesus. Impossibilities die in Christ Jesus. That's the place where barriers are broken. That's the place where protocol is erased. <laughs> I've been in places that are supposed to hold protocol. And I see protocol melt before my very own eyes. Not because of my ability. But because the scripture declared that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. I've been in some places and I've been checked in my heart. And I'm laying hands on someone. And I'm in someone's office laying hands. And then my natural carnality shows up and says, My God, where are you? What are you doing? What is this? And the only thing that can put sense to that experience is the God that is at work on the inside of me. And let me tell you something. Out of my short life and my little experience, I can double dare prophesy to you that you're going to go to places beyond your imagination. Are you listening to me? Not because of your endeavors. And I know life has told you to work hard until you get it. Huh? 
They've told you to push until something happens. We don't go to heaven pushing. Am I talking? Come on somebody. Am I connecting with somebody in here? Do you know that God makes the difference in your life? Do you know that even if you had more degrees than a thermometer, you would still be ignorant in certain aspects of your life? I was talking to a dear friend of mine. He's a professor in environmental science. And we are talking about the experience of the... He holds two PhDs. He's a professor. He's a, he's a, he's a great man, well-respected in the country. And we were just debating this thing. And do you know that in a little while I realized that as highly exalted in knowledge as he is, he's ignorant concerning heart surgery. He's ignorant concerning classic accounting. He's ignorant when he meets with a man from KPMG or from Price uh, Waterhouse and Coopers. He will not be able to do what they do. You know why? Because he's ignorant. Am I talking? What would happen if God has placed him as a product to do surgery on the heart and yet he's gone in environmental science? He understands trees and botanical names and bruhaha zululala. Hallelujah. What would happen if God has called you to go this way and you are finding yourself this way? I don't care what your achievements are going to be in a certain direction. The ultimate pleasure and greatness in your life is going to be in the walking in the place that God has called you to walk. And that connection comes in Christ Jesus. Let me conclude this and I'll be out of your way. Ah, Second Corinthians 2. Two and verse number 17 right now. Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and everything has become new. Why has everything become new and everything passed away? Because that man is in Christ Jesus. All right? When David is talking in Psalm 51 and verse number 10, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It wasn't because God is going to give him a clean heart because he's crying so hard and God is going to have mercy on him. The mercy of God has never changed their life because of the relevance of that mercy. Because if it was mercy and love, we would have no man in jail, we would have no man in prison, we would have no man struggling with anything because God loves all of us. Am I talking? So it's much bigger than God loving you and God having mercy. The people that are going to hell, God loves them. Hey, you think he hates them? Uh -uh. You think he hates the Muslim? He loves them. That's why he died for them. And the reason they're going to hell is because they've received, re rejected the reception of the gift that is given for them to receive the greatest of all. So when he says renew a right spirit within me, it's not a prayer of Lord give me lunch so that God may give you lunch, but that's a prophetic declaration with significance to Christ Jesus. Because the heart of that man in the place of the Old Testament was the one Ezekiel calls a heart of stone. And they prophesied and they said, when I come, I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will write my laws within your heart. So that it will not be because you read it, don't kill and don't steal. But because you perceive it in your heart, you know what is wrong. Even if nobody tells you that it is wrong. Ah, I, I think I'm doing something in this house. Hallelujah.
These are so many. You've got to write them down, but I'm going to conclude with this one. When you hear it, write it down. If you don't hear it, receive it. If you somehow catch it, understand it's in the Bible. Because everything that I'm going to say is in the Scriptures. All right? Galatians 6 and 15. He said, For in Christ Jesus, neither is there circumcision, or neither does circumcision avail or anything, nor uncircumcision, but we are a new. Come on, somebody. Now, whether you've taken your equipment to be sharpened or you have kept them like God gave them to you, that has nothing to do with your ultimate salvation. Because in Christ Jesus, it is in Christ Jesus that matters. Hallelujah. It's Christ Jesus that avails. 3 and 10 of Galatians and we have put on a new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of God that created him we live in his image and in the understanding of his reception and reflection because we are in Christ Jesus Romans 3 and 24 redemption is in Christ Jesus 8 and 2 of Romans for the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus 8 and 39 of Romans nothing can separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus. 12 and 5 of Romans, we being many are one body in Christ Jesus. Did you know that even my connection with you is not because we are the brotherhood. It's not just because we are both Ugandans. It's not just because we went to the same school like my brother here. What connects us is Christ Jesus. I can tell you there are so many I went to school with and yet I would not connect with them like I connect with this guy because we have a bond that only Christ can give. Hallelujah. Huh? Where are we at? We are one body. Though we are many, we are one body in Christ Jesus. First Corinthians 1 and 2, we are sanctified in Christ Jesus. 15 and 22, in Adam all died. Even so shall all men live. In what? Somebody help me. In what? 2 Corinthians 1 and 21, we are established in God, in Christ Jesus. 2 and 14, thanks be to God that always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. 3 and 14, the veil has been done away with in Christ Jesus. 5 and 19, reconciled the world unto himself in Christ Jesus. Galatians 2 and 4, we have liberty in Christ Jesus. 3 and 26, for we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Huh? Somebody say Christ Jesus. 3 and 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither born nor free, neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, that's why when they are writing the scriptures, very rarely do they talk about the sisters because in the mind of God, the moment you are in Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female. We are all brethren. That's why John 1 and, 20, 1 and 12, he calls, he says, whosoever believes shall be given the right to become the son of God. Not sons and daughters. And don't you come here and try to say now, uh, human rights, human rights. The feminine gender has been uh, abused and misappropriated because the Bible does not talk about women. Uh, no, no, no. Cuts the revelation, ladies and gentlemen. God has sons because in him there is neither male nor female. He said he created them. In the first place, he created man. In his image. That included Eve too. Because in the reflection down in that chapter. He says male and female created he them both. Hallelujah. And so what separated them into male and female. In Christ Jesus. It is a reconciliation that they are all sons of God. 
Come on, give him a praise if you believe that. Yeah. Ephesians 3 and 1. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the high places in Christ Jesus. 2 and 6. He has raised us up together and made us to sit together with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 2 and 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes afar off have been met nigh to draw near by the blood of Christ Jesus. 2 and 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes, I just gave you that one, Colossians, uh, let's, take, let's take 3 and 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the same promise. Have you ever had that before? Huh? Do you know that if it stayed at the place of Abraham and his covenant, you and me have no right to be who we are? Did you know that? But it says even the Gentile church has been made a partaker of the same. The magic word is Christ Jesus. Outside of Christ Jesus, you're impotent. Outside of Christ Jesus, you are irrelevant. Outside of Christ Jesus, you are insignificant. Outside of Christ Jesus, you are absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Two, three, four of them and I'll be out of your way. Colossians 2 and 1. There is consolation in Christ Jesus. 1 and 19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. For in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. 2 and 10 of Colossians. And ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. 3 and 3 of Colossians. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1 and 1. According to the promise of life that we have in Christ Jesus. And then 2 and 1 of 2. Thou therefore my son be strong in the grace of God. I can as well keep it there because your strength only proceeds from that grace. And I told you that grace will accomplish what grace has started. First Thessalonians 4 and 16. I know you are tired of me. I got to get out of your way. But I like the way he says in that verse 4 and 16. He says, I'm the dead in Christ. Sarise faster. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we are not just living a full life in Christ Jesus, but he said in John chapter number 11, that he that believeth in me, even though he die, yet he shall live. That's why in First Thessalonians 5 and 6 there, he says, that the dead in Christ as long as they be dead in Christ they will arise again unto life I don't know what your impossibilities have been I don't know what the things cause tears to come in your eyes. I don't know what the things that cause your hair to stand. I don't know what the things that cause your palpitation to arise. I don't know what the things that are bringing cancer in your body. I don't know what the things that cause blood pressure in your body. The things that cause your knees to have fellowship and your eyes to begin to twinkle and to dindle and cause your life to fall out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I came to give you a recipe just like a doctor that does the prognosis and then the diagnosis and then the prognosis and then gives you a prescription two times three i came to give you one by infinity for the rest of your days that solution is christ jesus in the morning is christ jesus in the evening is christ jesus at daybreak it is christ jesus at the dawn is christ jesus in january in june all the days of your life may christ be the strength of your life he will take you places you've never been he will take you places you've never heard he will give you a name among the sanctified he will confirm 
plant your feet in a large place. He will set your feet on solid ground. He will take you out of a mire clay and set your feet upon a rock to stay. Hallelujah. Take everything away from me. But if I stay with my Jesus, everything is going to be your right. You know, when I stopped chasing money, when I understood that money answers to Christ Jesus. Huh? Miracles respond to Christ Jesus. Your need tonight responds to Christ Jesus. When John the Baptist saw him at the river Jordan, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. The dilemmas of our life are because of that sin. And then that lamb has dealt with that sin. Can I give you good news tonight? You have the right to stand in the rightful place. You have the right to take your heritage. Psalm 16 declares that he is my portion and my cup. And my boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. <laughs> oh! Isaiah 54. He says my soul. He will paint with fair colors and he will treat me with gold and gates of carbuncles. And he said, No weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that raises against me in judgment shall be condemned because that's the heritage of the servant of the Lord. I came to tell you, you are a servant of God because you are in Christ Jesus. You can prophesy, you can speak unto life, you can do the things that be. You can do the impossible. You can see the grace, the honor, and the power of God in your life. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.